Welcome to the Church in Context podcast. My name is John. I'm here with my host, or is it is it co-host? I'm not sure what your title is. Uh, it's host. It's so, host. Um, you got it right the first time. <laughs> I, I'm here with the host, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super excited to be on. We are on episode 14 here. We're recording in February 2021. So far, uh, we have made it this far into the new year, and it doesn't feel much different from last year. At least that's my that's experience. That's fair. Jonah, are you go back? I'm doing well. You know, if you go back a couple of episodes, we we made predictions on the air, and I think so far I'm right. Uh, you know, I, but then again, I don't know how much would have changed since like the end of December. No, I'm doing good. I am really excited for this episode. Um, yeah, for those of you who are at Student Connection, the past couple of years, uh, at least last year, Corey Greaves came and spoke and really impacted a lot of kids in in uh, the ministry I'm a part of. Um, he really impacted me, and he's on today, so I'm I'm super pumped for this one. He is a he's a living legend, that's for sure. So we're super excited to have him on just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. First off, though, as as per tradition, we're gonna share uh, funny stories from the week. Funny stories from the week, and I want to quickly get started with mine. Um, MIT, which is the Massachusetts Institute of Technology has developed a technology that allows their spinach to send emails. Hmm. Spinach can send emails. So like basically what it does is the spinach, if there, if it detects like some kind of pollution in the ground, it, it like sends a signal, the spinach does to these infrared cameras that email the scientists about the pollution. So um, if spinach could not have meetings and instead do an email instead of having a meeting, then surely you get to. That's right. That's fair. So. I, I feel like convicted because I'm, I'm pretty bad at responding to emails, but spinach <laughs> isn't. So. Spinach isn't. That's right. Oh, oof, that hurts. So, that's right. So maybe you can take a lesson from spinach this week, Jonah. True. Anyway, what's your story for the week? So while, while we're talking about my negative character traits, you know, I'm a pretty bad person if I, if I owe you something, right? Uh, currently, in the room I'm in right now, I have a friend of mine's book that uh, I told him I was going to give back to him like two years ago. Um, I'm meaning to mail it. I haven't yet. Um, but luckily, I, I, this this story made me feel better with myself. Um, apparently, I'm not the worst of this. Uh, someone in, uh, I think it's Antarctica, found a wallet, um, a wallet that was lost 53 years ago and, and finally returned it to its owner after 53 years. So. Wow. That's, better late than never. That is the definition of better late than never. I don't know if that the weird part is 53 years or the weird part is that he lost his wallet in Antarctica. Yeah, I want to know more about the story. Because, yeah. like, why is he in Antarctica? Why is, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Why did he lose? That's kind of, you know, it's kind of like when, if you ever lost your wallet or, like, a card or something. Like, like, oh, man, did I leave it at, like, my house or my school or that restaurant I went to? I can't imagine, like, flying all the way home, let's say, the United States. Oh shoot! I left that in Antarctica. Darn. Yeah. It. yeah. Yikes! <laughs> You're just not getting that wallet back. No. <laughs> no. That is with the penguins. That's right. True. Well, with that said, don't want to waste any more time to bring on the legendary. Corey Greaves. We're going to invite him on to the live stream right now. Corey, welcome. How's it going? 
I'm feeling legendary. <laughs> you are a legend. So we, we have this is funny because before you even describe who you are, we have a question from our, our live audience. Um, uh, what was it like to be legendary? And that's a question <laughs> I wonder too. So <laughs> what does it feel like? <laughs> oh man, I well, I'm a legend in my own mind. So <laughs> you know, walk around with that, it every you know, day. That, that answer was also legendary. So that was that was the best possible <laughs> answer you could be given. So you're just just confirming everything we've heard. <laughs> everything I do is just legendary all day long. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but <laughs> Corey awesome. was one of the keynote speakers at Student Connection which is a Portland area youth missions conference back in November, 2019. And the last time that they could have a live in-person student connection. And he was like, this is what made him legendary, at least to us. He likes, like he stole the show. He like stole the conference. Like that was just so good. So we're super excited to have you on. Um, Corey, you are the, is it the, I don't know what, what the word is. Uh, is it the founder of Mending Wings? Is it the the president, CEO? I, I don't know what, what what's what's the word that that you directed yourself I don't to know. The big cheese. The big cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wife and I, uh, along with uh, another couple named Stephen Karen Luton, who used to be uh, kind of Northwest Area directors for InterVarsity, uh, we. All of us kind of, you know, we we founded Mending Wings, okay. Uh, and uh, so now, now my title, just for the purposes of you know getting grants and found you know from foundations and stuff, is president. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. All those the titles that that the, the Western the, the legendary Mister President. That's yes. That's mm. over. I'm gonna add that. <laughs> To, to our website <laughs> after today. <laughs> yeah, so so can you give a little more background on, uh, for those who've never met you, who are listening right now, those, um, like, who who are you and what do you do and what is Mending Wings? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so thanks, uh, guys, for having me on and stuff. Yeah, so. totally. <clears throat> so I would introduce, you know, you're asking who who am I, and that's a that's the question that we as Native people would ask. Who who are you? Where are you from? You know, and until you know the answer to those two questions, our elders tell us you you'll never know where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, and so, in our language, you know, I would say um, Naithla Ewa, Shirley Looker, Natuta Siwa, Philip Greaves. So that's a real condensed version. So I'm telling you, um, uh, my Indian name is Quash Quash. My English name is Corey Greaves. And I'm from Toppenish, Washington, the Yakima Nation, uh, Yakima Reservation in uh, Washington State. And uh, I tell you who my mom was and who my who my dad was and so by doing that i uniquely position myself in the community you know mm. or to you so so the elder oh i know who your parents are or who your grandparents are and sure. kind of sets you up that way mm. um and so i'm a 
along with a talented array of staff and my wife uh, and a great board of directors, uh, we run a program or an organization, a nonprofit organization called uh, Mending Wings. So we're a Native American youth organization. So we work with our um, sixth through 12th grade students uh, doing a lot of cultural revitalization and retention stuff, or as my mentor used to say, re rescuing theology back from the cowboys. Uh, so we're, we're trying to learn what it is to follow you know, the Jesus way as Yakimas, as Indian people. Um, what look like, sound like, smell like, feel like, plus uh, rediscovering who we are, who the creator made us to be, because the church did a really good job in the boarding schools taking that away from us. Mm -hmm. um, which always makes people ask them, why in the world would you want to be a Christian after what the church has done to you? Mm, <laughs> sure. That might, that might be a topic for a whole nother time. Yeah. Rescuing theology from the cowboys. Is that what you said? I think that's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a good that's book what, title right there. <laughs> oh, it actually, it actually is a book title now. Uh, Is it before, really? Yeah. He passed oh, wow. away years ago and um, oh, wow. basically, doctorate and it came out it came out in a book form i remember he sent it to me um oh probably about a year before he passed on and okay man what do you think of this I'm like i couldn't understand half the things he was saying because you know, he was one of those smarty pants indians you know, <laughs> written all that and so anyway yeah. but yeah so now it's a now it's a book called rescuing theology back from the cowboys wow hmm. look at that I think okay I'm His first one church, many tribes. Uh, his name's Richard Twiss. I think he wanted to call that first book 500 Years of Bad Haircuts. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> his publisher said uh, people would think that was a book on haircutting or something. So. <laughs> totally. I love yeah, that. that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so we do, we do a lot of like cultural revitalization, retention stuff, um, youth groups. We're running programs virtually every night of the week. We have a a, a program called SLAM trips. SLAM is an acronym, stands for Students Learning About Missions. And so we hmm. we invite groups, youth groups uh, from all over the country, and they come to our res for the summer on their they call it their mission trip. We call it a service and learning trip, where they come as learners. And they learn from us rather than coming and teaching a vacation Bible school or kids club mm -hmm. or something like that. They're coming as learners and then working with our elders in the community. And we do a lot of cultural immersion stuff with them and, um, and, and conciliation stuff. We can't say mm -hmm. reconciliation because the church and native America never really were. There's always been at odds, you know, just yes. since, since we discovered Columbus out there, you know, um, floating around lost in the caribbean so um yeah. so we say conciliation so we do a lot of conciliation stuff during those weeks of the summer so that's slamtrips.com if uh, any youth pastors want to check that out for something to do this summer with their youth so. there we go you like how i just work that one right in that's good <laughs> it fit like a glove right so it's <laughs> we are the kings of shameless plugs so we are oh yeah <laughs> welcome totally yeah, that's awesome. 
So you've talked about it a little bit, but I just want to hear your thoughts a bit more. You've talked about this, this kind of tension you feel as somebody who, who loves Jesus, uh, who wants to follow into your life, and somebody who's indigenous. And like you said, there's, there's a really rough history there. So what have been some like challenges that, that you found uh, as you try to kind of hold both those identities? Um, someone you know, from Yakima Nation who, who's following Jesus. Like, what, are, what are challenges you found? Uh, yeah. Uh, I know it's a big question, so. Yeah, no, no, it's so some some of the challenges, I guess, has been like on our side, you know, where we've had kids come back and they're, you know, maybe come to a program and yeah, my my parent doesn't understand why we go to that white man's church to learn about that white man's God, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then I remember one student was talking with her parent about it, like, well. Uh, but it's not a white man's church. It's, it's run by native people. And then creator, we call him Tamamwesla, is one of our names for him. But Tamamwesla is, is creator of all people. And uh, she said, and Yeshua, and I love that she used his, his tribal name, Yeshua uh, wasn't even white. He was from the tribe of Judah. And, you know, and, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, somebody was listening while we, while we talked. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really hard in our community to, to uh, in some ways, to to say the Christianity that was brought and that's been kind of prevalent is was pretty sick, yes, pretty sad, pretty destructive, um, mm. because it came with an agenda and it came it came basically um, saying that everything that we are as native people was bad mm. but everything that we are you know the, the those that missionaries that are coming everything that we are is good so so uh so the gospel brought shame too you know mm. that that you know hey jesus loves you so much that he gave his life for you on a tree you know but he doesn't like you a lot Hmm. He does like us. Right. So you want to follow, yeah, sure. This is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. This is what it feels like. You know, so basically we've just been culturally castrated. Like you have to, if you go in, if a, if a native Christian goes into a church on any given Sunday morning, it's like you have to leave your culture at the door, like some unwanted coat, uh, and then enter in and worship in their way sit in their way <laughs> um talk in right. their language you know and then when you go back out then you can go ahead and put your coat back on and be be who you are you know so so th- those are those are i think are some some of the continuing struggles that are going on in native north america and then there's those that have really bought in those uh relatives those those believers you know those native believers who have kind of bought the whole the whole thing hook line and sinker that missionaries have brought you know that kind of message and so they don't do anything culturally other than maybe speak their language or something Uh, but you know you can't use those indian drums those dances those feathers those sweat lodges those you know can't do any of that stuff because that's you know the scripture that i hear thrown around a lot is um uh, when you're in, when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. 
the old has passed away and all things have become white. I mean, new. Mm. That's the, that, that's a message that, you know, is kind of, that some native Christians have just, they've bought it, man. And, but you know, um, we're all on our own journey and discovering stuff. And so I'm not, not putting anybody down. And, but um, it, it does make me sad, you know, when I see it. That's really understandable. So what you're saying is that the, the gospel came uh, to North America with, you know, lots of strings attached, so to speak, like Jesus loves you, but you have to do all of these things. And really when you get to the root of what the gospel is it doesn't have that but it's not this i, I like that cowboy theology right mm-hmm. <laughs> that you talked about earlier and that's exactly what um it sounds like at least that's from what i'm hearing is that there's so many strings attached that to the point where it's gone so far from what the gospel is that it's totally unappealing because you don't even see the love of Christ, maybe. Is, would you say that's true? Am I interpreting that right? Or what would you what do you think? Uh, you know, I just I think more than anything, the, the gospel. You know, I think the Western church is just it's pretty unique um in its uh presentation and its theologies and stuff. Uh, and I think I think it, you know, the the faith and 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 Western culture has become so sacrosanct uh, that it's hard to it's hard for folks to differentiate between am I am I just bringing the stories of Yeshua, or or am I am I also putting into that uh, my cultural way of doing things and 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 even cultural interpretations or theologies. Um, I I think that's what most Western Christians don't realize or American Christians is that uh, we don't live in a a cultural vacuum. Uh, We, we, we understand worship, follow the creator through cultural, our own cultural lenses and understandings of things, even the way we interpret scripture um, can be cultural. And so, I think that was what I'm saying is the problem is, you know, there, there was a, a, a Chinese pastor. I think his name was Lee DeJean. I, I can't quite remember, but he said, um, he told a Western missionary, an American missionary, he said, don't bring us the gospel as a plant that's already potted in your soil. Bring the gospel as a seed and let us plant it in our soil. That's hmm. Wow. Yeah. Profound. Mm-hmm. And so, so we're, I think lots of indigenous people around the world, there's a great movement going on among followers of the Jesus way, uh, who are indigenous around the world, from the Maoris in New Zealand, to the Aborigines in Australia, to the, the Samis in Norway, uh, who are still a white tribal group up there, um, to, uh, you know, many different tribes here in North and South America, who are kind of rediscovering what is it follow what is it to follow Jesus as who creator made us to be yeah uh, and and then even developing our own theologies hmm. 
because you know we we're given basically Western theology, Mar the Martin Luthers and the and the um, uh, oh I don't I can't even remember I don't know you know you some of these guys right these guys and gals mm -hmm. and, and and so like my mentor used to say well why why do we have to follow their theologies as if it's orthodoxy who says who says that what they said was right can't we develop what what if we have our own theology about something you know sure. and, and can the same holy spirit that worked among them be also working among us absolutely i just i just kind of think that maybe if we just i'm on this youth pastors page on facebook i think it's called youth pastors central or something i can't remember but oh my gosh they like to fight they like to think they're all mm -hmm. right they're just and they keep using scripture to talk about how right they are. A few of those pages too. Yeah. 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 And so I think it was Rich Mullins that said, um, "I think, I think if the if Creator gave us the Bible, it wasn't so we could prove how right we were about everything. That if He gave us the Scriptures, it was to humble us into, uh, into realizing that God is right and how much we don't really know at all." <laughs> exactly. To understand God's love, not to be right. That yeah. is, oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think okay. we only have time for uh, one more question. Uh, Corey, Corey is so legendary. He's got a, he has another, another. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a busy man. We could, we could get a little yeah. bit of his time though, which was yeah, a blessing. So things at once right now. It's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> respect your time. Oh, I think. Oh, um, it is double booking and ADH. <laughs> what it's called yeah i i think this this one qu question actually jonah prepared the question but this one sticks out to me uh what do you wish that the the white or western church knew about indigenous culture uh what what do i wish that the non-indigenous church or did mm. you say white church yeah non-native uh yeah western church yeah, what's something that like we we just get wrong, or you just wish that 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 we knew? Uh, yeah, about about your culture. What is it that I? I'm sorry, you were breaking up. What is it I wish you wish non-native people knew mm -hmm. about us about native culture? Like, oh, well, when you say native culture, you got to remember there's 560 some different tribes, and we're all very different. So I can only speak mm -hmm. from what. That's a yeah. good word. <laughs> yeah. Huh? That that's a great point of application too. That it's you know <laughs> I think I think from the Western culture that we assume that the Native culture is one thing. It's just one yeah. different thing. Mm -hmm. You know. So that's that's, we, that's a good one for me to take away right there. Why we were fighting each other all the time, you know. So. <laughs> sure. um, yeah. There you go. No, no, we're very, very, very different. Uh, from a Navajo to a Yakima to a Blackfeet to a, a Cinnaboyan or whatever. So, yeah. uh, I, I, I wish, I guess I wish, <laughs> I guess I wish that the, the church could understand that creator did not come over to this country on the Mayflower. That we, if we believe in an omnipresent creator, 
he was already here. And he was working among all the peoples that have been here. Hmm. And, and so the stories of Yeshua came, but the creator didn't, you see. And the, the church, you know, so much of the church just thinks that we're, they call us uh, pantheists and, you know, we have many gods and is, is your name for God? That's one thing I see on the youth pastor page. I'll, well, you, you're calling him Tamanwetzla. Who's this Tamanwetzla? Is that the same God as the God of the Bible? You know, and they're real skeptical about it. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, it's that it's that kind of arrogance and haughtiness that, well, yeah. and they don't even realize that the word they're saying God is from, is one of the German de- Germanic tribal deities whose name was Gott. <laughs> and that's where that <laughs> word comes from. He was the head, like he was like, like Woden, you know, um, and so I think they don't even realize. I think the descendants of the tribes of Europe don't even realize they've forgotten who they are. You know, they don't even remember why they even say half the stuff they say. You know, and that's just my perspective. It doesn't make them bad people. I just wish they would realize this about themselves. You know, um, but yeah, just and so in saying that that the Creator has already here among us, then. Um, that means he was working and doing great beauty in us already. Absolutely, We weren't devoid of, of the creator. Right. And that he hid his lessons in every leaf and rock and river everywhere in creation. And, it, and it's, and it's up for us to find those, those teachings and those lessons. We don't just get our teachings from the Bible as if the Bible is like the one book that has the answers for everything and all of life. I don't think that was even why the Bible was written, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be a, a once all manual or something that, so you can now know everything there is to know about God. He's an invisible, infinite, mysterious creator. We call him the great mystery, you know, not little mystery, the great mystery. Um, so I just, I just wish that the church would realize that, um, especially as they do their summer mission trips to our res. Like we don't, they're coming to save us poor Indians. It's like, they need to realize like, we don't need you. Like, and yet, yet we need each other. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and I wish also wish if I could say one more thing, I don't know. What yeah, go for it. Yeah. That, oh yeah. We're good on time. We're it's, we're, we're on your time. I, go for it. <laughs> I wish the church would, I guess I just wish Westerners in, in general, not just the church, um, would stop thinking that they're they're on they're at the top of everything of all creation. Mm. Of seeing themselves part of creation. You're not better than. And if you read any kind you know, if you read Pauline theology, he talks about how Yeshua came to redeem all of creation, not just two leggeds. Yep. And and so again, I go back to that youth pastor page, you know, when I, I put something on there about our sweat rocks and how, um, is it Christian? Uh, sweat, our sweat rocks, our elders tell us that they used to be able to like find a sickness in our body or point us to a medicine plant, you know, a plant that would heal that, that God had put there, you know? Uh, and I asked that question, is that Christian? I'm like, boy, no, no, that's not Christian, you know? And it, it because it's not part of their tradition. Well, Jesus didn't teach it, so it's not Christian. Well, Jesus also didn't talk about 
going to the bathroom. So should you not do that either? You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, I think of, of just wanting to be right. And I think you got the creator all figured out when the fact is we got like three and a half pounds of brain to try to figure this invisible, curious, <laughs> infinite creator. We're just a bunch of pea brains, man, and doing our best. And, and so I think that um, the creator put truths put the truth in different people in different ways, you know? Absolutely. Yep. And, and so like your ways, you guys write everything down in books, you know, that's your way. And, and our way, we learn it all. We learn from creation, mm-hmm. everything that's out there, you know, and that we're a part of that. We're not, we're not above it. I was speaking at, uh, this is my rambling. See, Jonah, I told you I ramble. <laughs> all good. I love I it. I was speaking at, uh, <laughs> this is the last, I'll say I was speaking at a uh, uh, I think it was called creation care conference or something. I think it was in Seattle, Portland. I, I can't remember exactly. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Is that in Portland mm-hmm. or Seattle? I don't know. I just know the name sounds familiar. So it must be somewhere near here. Okay. So, so I was, I was up on stage with, which all, with all these experts, right. Which is like, why was I up there? I don't know, but. Um, You're the legend. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that must have been it. Um, and they, they, so they were all given their ideas. I was the last one to talk. And so they're kind of going down the line and we're all sitting in chairs up on the stage at this conference. And they're all giving their, you know, here, here's how a Christian, you know, cares for creation. And what I noticed in every one of their answers was they, they still, they still, had separated themselves from creation because they use the word us and it. Yeah. (laughs) We need to take care of it. And, and one of our powwows, there was a, there was a reporter and he was interviewing different dancers and stuff at the powwows. And he's interviewing this one um, young man, this big gust of wind came up. And I think it blew his hat off or whatever. And he's like, whoa, man, do you feel that? And the young man said, that was me. And, the, you know, the interviewer, he just kind of chuckled, but you could tell he was totally puzzled. He didn't understand that. But, but see, that's how we feel. Like we're, we're connected to all that is. Yeah. Um, if creator made it, there's spirit in it. His spirit's in it. <laughs> if he made it. And, and so, so when I talked, you know, I, I began just to talk about how we're, you know, stop looking at yourself as if you're, you're above it all. <laughs> and I think, I think that's been the biggest mistake of, of Westerners is that they've spent too much time trying to, trying to, um, I guess, show that they know about things and not enough time learning from the thing from creation, you know, that, that we're all a part of not, not better than, not greater than, not less than we're a part of, you know, and boy, that leads us into a theology of place as indigenous people and a theology of belonging that no other people group in this country can have here. That's good. Oh yeah. And again, a, a whole nother topic for another time, you know, well, you are welcome to come back anytime. I'll, I'll put it that way. We have a totally. comment in chat says the Corey Greaves series. 
I agree. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Especially that theology of place thing. Uh, I remember I was, I was talking to a professor of mine about how, like, we don't quite get when, you know, Israel is exiled, like, from their land. Because, you know, as, as Westerners, especially here in North America, like, we aren't Israel, we're Babylon. Uh, and so, it's, yeah, that, that perspective is so interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, boy, yeah, because you know, they had a theology of place and, and belonging, too. But then again, man, I, I wrestle with that whole story, too, because the story of the Hebrew tribes going in and and, mm. and conquering all those other tribes that were already that were indigenous to that area that were living there already. That I mean, that's our story. And I'm like, well, Hebrews aren't big heroes to me for that. You know, so I struggle with that whole thing, man, mm. slaughtering babies and, and women and children. And because God said to like, I, oh, my goodness, like, wow, mm. that sounds strangely familiar. And of course, that goes into manifest destiny and doctrine of discovery and all that stuff, which again is another lesson because that stuff's embedded in the American church. And by the way, so is Gnosticism, this split view of reality that, you know, everything that's matter is evil, but that which is spirit is good. So we want to be all about soul winning, all about winning the soul, you know? So it's, it's really, I'm sorry. I see, look at, I'm rambling again, Jonah. <laughs> wow. This is good. There's so much to unpack, man. Mm -hmm. so, I don't oh. sit here as a know-it-all. I really, again, I'm one of those pea brains, you know. But it's just <laughs> stuff that I'm sitting here discovering, and as I'm walking my journey, you know, and, yeah. and having to, you know, they they say that Satan has strongholds. Well, I say Christianity, Western Christianity, has strongholds too that need to be torn down. Um, mm -hmm. Everything that we've been taught as kids is not necessarily orthodox. Yeah. That is so good. Our, our culture influences our theology so much. Yeah. I have to like sit back and think about that last comment, that, that Gnostic theology, that Gnosticism. I'm like, wow. And then mm -hmm. also just the creation theology too and how, how we like to... Um, we separate things so much. We like have, you know, we have certain things like you just, you just the way we break up our week, our schedules, uh, our, our church services, our whatever else is so segmented and everything is separate from each other. Um, that makes so much sense that we do that with creation too. Totally. I think one thing that really came out to me too from this is that this conversation is bigger than a podcast could possibly fill. So I don't know, I, I guess uh, as you go, because I know I got to get going. Uh, where's a good place people can look for resources to learn more? Where's a good way people can get in conversations with, uh, you know, native people or to have these conversations? Because again, it's it's not going to get solved in a half-hour podcast. Where can people go to, to learn more? Do you have any good resources? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, I'd say you know, there's native people are everywhere. People just don't realize it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something like sixty some percent of native people are urban today. So most of us don't live on the res. They live in urban centers. So they're they're all around you. Um, you can see somebody that looks pretty much white that's driving a pickup truck go to go to the grocery store, and you would never, you know, you don't equate him to somebody like Sitting Bull or or a Crazy Horse or something, you know. But but they're native, you know, and so they're first of all they're everywhere. Native people are everywhere, and um, and so yeah, striking up conversations, you know, and. Don't be nosy though. Don't be nosy. <laughs> don't don't ask to touch our hair. Mm. Why people always want to do that? Can I touch your hair? 
no, you can't. You know, can I pick your nose? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the, the, there's some great books out there. Again, um, my mentor, uh, my 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 good friend uh, who, who journeyed on about seven years ago, uh, Richard Twist. We would say Atwai Richard Twist because he's our big, he's our elder now. He's our big brother now because he knows things we don't know now. Uh, but one church, many tribes, he wrote a book that, that other book, uh, he's got another book called dancing our prayers. Um, that's kind of a follow-up to one church, many tribes answering the critics of that book. And then, the the rescuing theology from the Cowboys, um, my, my friend, Randy Woodley, he's a Kitawa Cherokee. He most recently proffed at, um, George Fox university. But he runs, uh, him and his wife, Edith, run a, a um, it's called Elohe Farm. So it's like uh, like living sustainab- sustainably with the land and stuff. But he's got some cool books, man. Uh, living in Color, uh, Living in Shalom. And he's one of those smarty pants Indians, you know, with his doctorate. So good, good learning, good reading there. Uh, and then, you know, again, I'm going to put a plug in for Slam Trips, you know, that if, if youth pastors uh, want to bring their their youth to to come as learners and learn you know and, and learn more about this kind of thing and unpack stuff where we can have conversation together and um, then uh, I would go go to slamtrips.com and look into coming on a slam trip this summer we're we're running good protocol covid protocols and we're hoping and praying that vaccines going by then and going good and um you might even get to sleep in a real live indian teepee and take pictures with real live indians so we charge ten dollars um so i mean yeah there's all kinds of great resources out there Um, but i think the best resources is uh hooking up with a native person and just having conversation, becoming friends, you know, coming humbly, coming as learners. Uh, everybody needs an Indian in their life. So. Love it. That's a great awesome. right there. Well, Corey, thank you for jumping on with us. Really appreciate your time and your, your insight. Oh, it was great, man. Thanks you guys. And uh, you guys take care, stay safe and healthy. Yeah. You too. We'll see you next time. Okay. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Wow, that was that was good. I mean, yeah. I know I'm, I'm co-hosting this podcast with you, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm taking notes, man. This is this is good. Totally, stuff. very very humbling. I I appreciate, um, yeah, his insight and just his perspective and his humility. So, yeah, really good. Totally, it's kind of like C.S. Lewis talks about. Um, it is a different context a bit, but he talks about why you should always read old books because it takes you out of your context and puts you in someone else's shoes that has a different view of the world than you do. And it's kind of the same way hearing, hearing from Corey Greaves, like he wears different shoes when he reads scripture than, than I do. There's things he's going to see that I'm not. Um, and having those conversations, I think gives us a fuller picture of, of who God is. Yep. Um, and it doesn't mean everything I think is, is, is right. Uh, when it's something in my shoes, it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, anyone's going to have, you know, always the, the right perspective on everything. But it's it's cool to come together and to 
kind of see where, you know, maybe we're, we're missing something. So I always find that uh, encouraging. Yeah. Um, we definitely see our theology through Western eyes and the way we practice church and the way we interact it. That's huge. I, I just so appreciate that. Um, really good to get back to the root of what the, the gospel is. I'm going to put an early plug in for, I think a, two weeks, maybe three weeks from now, we're going to have a, uh, another guest speaker, Dr. Ron Frost, and he's going to, He's good at getting to the heart of the gospel. He's, he's a Westerner, but um, <laughs> I appreciate his insight as well. Hey, uh, let's go to our last segment uh, just quickly here. Something that you can't get over this week. And you can't say the conversation you just had with Corey Green. Ah, maybe me to it. I'm going to make that joke. <laughs> I was going to say That's Corey Green came on our podcast. That's what I can't get over. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. What do you got? Oh, yeah. For me, uh, so I feel like these a lot of these end up being either like really big world events or they're football related every week, right? Um, so weird football related thing. Uh, Andrew Luck has been talking about maybe coming out of retirement. There's rumors that that might happen, which would be kind of insane. So for me right now, that's that's probably the weirdest thing happening in the world that Andrew Luck might be a quarterback again. I mean, he's not he's not that I, old. I did not. Yeah, I did not hear that. He so um, it was. Is he going to play for the Colts? I'm assuming. Since he, yeah, you probably have to. The Colts are not. I, I think if you're a free agent quarterback in any context, the Colts are probably where you want to go. Them are the Niners, anyways, right? So. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, so the story goes that a reporter's wife is good friends with Andrew Luck's wife, and they were texting about something, and there's screenshots of her saying things like, Andrew met with Joe, the manager of the Colts, um, and he really wants to get back into it. So this is the first step. So it might not wow. be, like, soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shameless plug. I don't know if I can endorse this guy totally. Uh, I won't say it, but I saw it on another podcast that's way more popular than us, uh, run by a former NFL player. So, oh, more popular than us. Okay. Yeah. That's shocking. Podcast where so um, we're a Christian podcast. So I won't, I won't give an official endorsement, but, um, if you know, you know, if you know, you know, that's the name of the podcast, by the way, just kidding. Um, my, my thing I can't get over this week is kind of been in the news, a little bit international news. So there is a Russian politician named Alexei Navalny. Um, and he has been the outspoken critic to the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. Maybe some of you heard that name. He's been president for a while. And it's kind of one of those situations where it's something like 98, maybe 97% of the world considers himself to be a democracy, believe it or not. Uh, Russia kind of lends itself to be more of a dictatorship. And Putin has really taken over the politics and kind of runs uncontested and then that kind of thing. So he's, he's, he's leader for life. It's not a real democracy. And this guy, Alexei mm -hmm. Navalny, uh, was outspoken, went on a trial for something dumb, you know, just to get him imprisoned or killed. And he was acquitted from that, which means he was not convicted. He fled the country. The Russians tried to poison him, tried to assassinate him by poisoning him. And while he was in a coma recovering from his from his poison, he was, he didn't report to Russia his whereabouts. He's supposed to be like every couple months. And because he didn't report to Russia his whereabouts, because he was in a coma, the Russian government just arrested him and put him in jail for like two years. So, and this wow. is the biggest 
opposition to, to Vladimir Putin. So um, there's a lot of unrest. If you mm. think of like the summer in the United States this past year in 2020, it's like infinitely more than that. Um, yeah. and hundreds of people being arrested every day. And it's it's intense. And I just saw the news. President Biden has called for Navalny's release. You have a bunch of European leaders like Boris Johnson, um, mm -hmm. uh, Angela Mer Merkel, just different different people have called for his release. And it's it's kind of it's kind of tense right now. So oh, um, I like praying for Russia. It's just something big um, in the news. To, to yeah. And in, in a similar vein, uh, Myanmar as well. Uh, I just realized I, I should have brought up Myanmar. Uh, for those who don't know, the military retook over control of uh, Myanmar. They were a military uh, dictatorship for a while and had a brief stint of what seemed like a solid direction of, of democracy until uh, the, the military recaptured control. So I, I have a friend uh, who is from Myanmar. Um, and okay. so, yeah, pray, pray for them right now as well. That's another big thing that's happening. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Good. Well, Jonah, thank you so much for hosting this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime. You can come on next week, too, John. It's fine. You're hey, not, you're not well, kicked off yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for next week. We're talking <laughs> okay. about how to be ready for camps and retreats. So Jonah is leading a retreat in the <laughs> season and, and um, hasn't been as easy as uh, it should be, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word. I'm not trying to say it, but because of COVID season, it has definitely been challenging. Yeah, a couple, couple new hoops to jump through. Yes. So, <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about it, not from just perspective of preparing it, which is good for students to have a, an insight onto, but we're going to also talk about uh, how students can prepare themselves spiritually for a retreat like that. So we're looking forward to next week. Thanks for tuning in, Jonah. Thanks for having me on this uh, <laughs> podcast. And, Anytime. Uh, Sweet. Well, we'll see you guys next week.